0: Diemante, with a free header, and the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face, Bessart Berisha. It's Connequin on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string, and oh, and The Western Service crew are celebrating.
1: And welcome back. What a f- mental freaking week of football. A 76-minute goal secured the win for the Roar over Wally. Uh, despite having some nice flair, West City Wanderers were no match for the Bulls. Adelaide trumped the Jets, and what could be a preview to the grand final? The top of the table clash between West United and City was a ripper this week. It is the it's the the two of the best people in the pod, in my opinion. So Wallace and it's Levy. How you going, big fella?
0: Yeah, doing well. Big weekend of football uh, all around the world. So uh, I think we have got a bit to talk about today.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a fun one now. I thought it might be a bit of a fun one to have a little bit of a look at the uh, stadium sheet that was released by the council, the white paper for that, I think it's called. Yep. And just have a little bit of a discussion about that. Have you looked at it yet?
0: I've had a, I've had a look. I haven't read through the whole document, but I've had a look at the designs and everything, and it looks quite promising.
1: Now, just bear with me a bit. I've highlighted a few cool uh, sections, which I found interesting. As you can see, I had a really quick look. Because um, it's a huge summary. Now, here's the first part here. Now, this is the, the, the subject site and the precincts. So, as you can see here, the training precinct, the residential precinct, which is going to be such a money maker for everyone involved, the stadium precinct and the commercial precinct down the bottom here. Pretty solid kind of
0: prospect here, don't you think? Look, uh, the fact... People do have to remember as well, there's not just a stadium we're building, we're kind of building a whole uh, kind of suburb out there. So um, everything kind of connected to the stadium in this sort of way is going to be not just uh, revenue making and not going to be positive for Western United, but for the Western suburbs of Melbourne and for Wyndham in general. So um, the fact that uh, the training pitches and the outside of stadium things, not the actual stadium, are going to be used for the community community type um, things as well when it comes to football they're going to have an indoor center which i'm not sure is going to turn into a um lower league competition like a sunday league indoor competition but they were looking at getting a football team they're kind of really building up not just a stadium here they're building up a whole look it's, it's a it's an identity with the club and it's going to be an identity and a focal point just of our area as well not just the club so very promising times for western united and very promising times to win them in general
1: it seems like a really robust partnership between the two. Obviously, the land was gifted to um, Western United to develop and create these kind of things. But in reality, as you can see from the planning history, they only got approv- approval approval for this to, for the stadium for this part of the stadium project in February twenty twenty one. So it's obviously taken a lot of time. And this is a two hundred fifty nine page document outlining outlining the the expected use, the height of the buildings um all sorts of like um i was just trying to find the right wording for it but just such a Logis- logistical
0: logistical issues that yeah were, that they Logistic. do that they do have to work through beforehand essentially otherwise if they don't plan that sort of thing it could go to a shambles not just for stadium but for residential purposes as well exactly it's such a it's such a like
1: an intense document i've only Thumbed through because it just seems like a lot of effort, but this mm. is the um, kind of the the things they're eyeing out for the training facility, and I think this looks amazing. Like, looks beautiful. Yeah, it's it's amazing seeing Wyndham City on like already is on our playing jerseys, playing around Australia and possibly in the Asian Champions League soon enough. That's if you know one. what I mean. Yeah, exactly. But the projected tourism for this, I think, was millions of people over the next 20 years which is just amazing like just amazing to see wherever you go from the farm town which you and i both grew up in to being a real hustle and bustle city it's it's so it's drastically changed in my my time anyway um but yes there's there's key information in this document about when it's going to be used what time frames yeah it's very for those people who love details like kelsey he's going to be all over this he's probably reading it like before bed he loves this kind of stuff that's not really my he probably
0: saw it before we all did as well
1: (laughs) yeah but it's such this is the concept master plan which is attached because that is still awaiting approval just to repeat that because everyone is all up in arms but the it's only the training facility but i think that'll be great once that's built because that will be they'll be really able to connect with the community here start having open trainings training days we're going to really need somewhere to put our trophies at the end of this season you know what i mean (laughs) Which I, I think, think right is quite Yeah, so here's some like like some Google Maps picks and stuff. But what I really want to talk about the stadium. Have you seen the stadium pictures yet, Jay?
0: I mean, Leb. Oh, wrong person there. Yeah, no, I uh, have actually, and they they look yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Like a uh, bit different to our original concept plans, but I really like the idea of having an open one, open end uh, from an active support. Um, kind of view as well. It kind of gives us one end for active support and then, uh, the away fans kind of have to be in a corner as well, which adds to our, um, the intimidation we want to bring on the pitch and, uh, it gives lots of benefits. Uh, with the big screen that you see there. Uh, I think there's even benefits for other sorts of things other than football days, pre-game, that sort of thing. You could even have a sort of uh, like Werribee Zoo movie night type thing at Twilight like they do down there. There's so many opportunities, not just, and it's not just from a football standpoint.
1: No, not at all. Just give me a second. Uh, I'm still looking for it, so I'm going to stop sharing so I don't look like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm poorly organised because I am. But... (laughs) I actually did highlight the the thing because it actually looked really good. Yeah, sorry. My apologies. Uh, That's all right. I'll just blabber on for a
0: little bit. Yeah, go nuts,
1: big um, fella. Go nuts. I highlight yeah. highlighted it because I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And all I'm right. Just... Let's see how
0: many people I can name from the crew. There's me and Wallace and Scott.
1: Oh, here we are. Jay ah there we go go. uh, we're running out of people today uh (laughs)
0: jokes
1: (laughs) now here we go sorry about that everyone so here we go and apologies for the delay there i thought i marked it yeah i'm I'm silly uh as you can see here it is a more open-ended stadium and again they also have a bit of a floor plan as well of what they're planning here with an indoor arena adjacent Uh, multi-level car park. But also what I find really interesting is the water wave of Long Davies Creek and a wetland, which is, I think, unique. I'm not familiar with anything that has Mm. that kind of dynamic to the arena and the stadium facing out into it, which kind of like CCM. Um, Yeah. And I think it's a really fun kind of concept there.
0: I think it's more of an identity type thing because a lot of our area in Wyndham has been, and I know where I live, for certain, where you live as well, it's either being swampland or farmland. So, in, to incorporate a little bit of that rural aspect, um, obviously, coming from a personal point of view, and a lot of people out there would probably rather look at Central Coast as beach, um, out the open end of the stadium, rather than a swampland. But it, it's it's part of our identity, what we are down here and where we've kind of come from, and we still want to preserve the natural aspects of our area as well. So, I think it's an amazing thing to link back in, uh, not just with the natural aspects of our area but because our area was a very strong aboriginal base and had mm. very very strong aboriginal communities back in the day links back to that a little bit and give them the credit that they deserve for why this country is what it is today as well so from a number of standpoints from um cultural from political all the way to the football side i think it's a really really good idea um and i'm loving the look of it
1: Here's another take on it. And speaking of um indigenous people, I think it'd be really cool um if we could incorporate some some art or whatnot into the 100%. stadium area. I'd really like that. But also, be really cool if uh some bunjel or wedge-tailed eagles were in the area because they're a really insane raptor bird. If you've been to the Hillsville uh zoo, you know what I'm talking about. They'll battle. Yeah. It'd be really yeah, cool, they're, like,
0: very, they're very yeah. iconic and historical in the uh, in the Aboriginal community, in the different Aboriginal communities as well. So, yeah. look, um, look, a few stat- a few statues in the wetlands, maybe of these sorts of animals that uh, do have this connection to the Aboriginal heritage and to our to our native land, to what the swamplands and the farmlands were before we've become mm-hmm. this big metropolis that it looks like we're going to become.
1: Yeah, but yeah, just I thought it'd be a good talking point for the day. <laughs> I thought everyone was going to be on today, so it would have been a little bit more to get some crazy different ideas. But I'm, I'm a big fan, and I'm just interested to see it happen. The big scoreboard's going to be cool. Imagine saying like, imagine if like you could see the Foo Fighters there, or like for I'm I'm excited for what yeah. big events could happen there because we we used to have a day on the green down at um the Manor from memory, and that used to be pretty cool. But like like stuff like that. Being in this kind of situation, like this kind of location, would be really cool. I think, but I think we'll get back a to space for it. Same here. I'm just going to close that. But yeah, do you want to get into a bit more around the game review? Yeah, hundred percent. Let's do it. Actually, s- psyched myself. I forgot <clears> this, and I didn't put on the run sheet. Terrible public holidays and writing the freaking run sheets not good. I actually, did it yesterday. But uh, listening to the uh Post game press conference with John Aloisi. Nicholas Milanovic has uh has an injury. He's out for a couple of weeks due to a broken. I think it's a finger or something. Something very yeah,
0: minor. It's a m- minor injury, but
1: yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to update is. just to, for injury. uh but yeah. Now, we'll, now we'll get into the game review. Sorry, it's a it's a loose episode tonight. uh now in a surprise. <clears throat> In a surprising turn of events, on Saturday the 12th of March, West United hosted their eastern rivals from Casey Fields at Amy Park. Now we all know the lead, up, the lead up to this game. Both teams have been jockeying for top spot for the last few weeks, and if this wasn't a last-minute change, this could have really been a bigger game, promoted heavily on on TV, given a really good time slot. You know what I mean? Because it was late, like announced later in the week, post week, like it was. I think it was on Wednesday that this came out. That, yeah, yeah. So I think we suffered from that. But we'll get on to attendance in a minute. But to help drive the attendance, which is what I'm talking about, um, West United ran a number of promotions, even extending free tickets to Melbourne City fans. And I think um, the two actives, chanting and turning up in numbers, really made this a really entertaining, entertaining game of football. And the atmosphere was just amazing, especially for both teams, which have kind of lacked atten- like big crowds this season. Which, in reality, both have been comparable when you look at the numbers, um, bar the fact that their victory game got twenty thousand and ours got ten,
0: kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a long, it's a longer, it's a longer-standing rivalry with them and victory as well, and all the stick that often city fans do give each other. Uh, I think it was a fantastic turnout by both sets of supporters, especially well, for a yeah. last-minute fixture change.
1: Now, the official attendance was 8,127, which is our biggest one this season. It eclipsed our first game in Geelong against Victory by seven people. And the last time we played City, there was only 4,720 in attendance. What are your thoughts on this increase, and what do you think the breakdown on the game day was?
0: Well, it's pretty – it's easy to – kind of see where the increases come, results kind of speak, and they bring a lot more people to the table. And I think it's happened with both us and Melbourne City fans that we're the two teams sitting at the top, we're the two teams that at this stage, um, not to get ahead of myself on either teams, but it looks like they're going to be the two teams in the top two positions at the end of the season. So um, when you're winning, it breeds confidence and it breeds confidence with the fans and fans are more likely to get up off their butts and actually come to the stadium. Uh, But on a football point of view on on the pitch point of view not just in the stands it uh fantastic game i think i think Western united edge the first half while city edge the second and uh just the overall energy of the game the you can see the passion from both sets of players uh they were going in hard for pretty much every ball fighting for it there were some really good goals on offer as well some top finishes so overall as a western fan disappointing not to get the win because we would like to um jump ahead of them especially that we still have a few games in hand as well. It could really have become a buffer, but um, look, we'll take the draw. Not sure if their fans will. I'm sure plenty of them will too. Overall, fantastic game of football, and that's the kind of advert that we need for the A-League to see it move forward in the in a positive direction. Now,
1: Connor Payne made his... Oh, whoops. Now, Connor Payne made his return to the starting eleven with Kilkenny out for personal reasons and Dia still out injured. How confident were you going out uh, going into this game with this lineup, uh, look,
0: confidence wasn't on a high. I thought I, I, once I saw the lineup, I, I said I'd take a draw. Our midfield was changed up a little bit, even though Rennie Crin did really well coming in. Um, it was just—it seemed like uh, it was the game where we rotated a little bit, maybe even too much. Look, we got a positive result at the end of the day, I'd say, but uh, the lineup didn't instill tons of confidence for me. But it didn't make me go at the same time, oh, we're not winning with this. We're not winning with this. It was just a little bit of a, yeah, it made me question a little bit. Whereas if I saw our full strength lineup, because I don't think it was, I think um, I would have been saying that we would have been the favorites and won. But I was leaning towards more of a draw or even a narrow loss with the lineup that we had, especially compared to the lineup that they had. They had a very strong one.
1: Well, I, I'd argue that they f- filled their best 11, whereas yeah. we kind of. I think we've been resting a number of players. And on that note, do you think this is the lineup we would
0: have scheduled against Sydney, giving a few people a rest and give them extra time to heal? Uh, It makes sense. I think that's the way that the um, John Aloisi and Hayden Fox and the rest of our coaching staff prepared for it. Um, The fact that Sydney have been, Look, they've come a little bit better in the past couple of weeks, but they haven't been the Sydney that we've come to know over the past few seasons. So going up there, maybe even they looked at if we can go up there, scrape a drawer away, that's a good result for us, and then come back and play City with our strongest lineup. I can't tell you because I'm not on the inside and I don't know what's going on inside the coaches' brains, but it seemed like there was a little bit of that preparation for Melbourne City, and then that kind of all got scrambled a little bit with the fixture changes.
1: Mm yeah I definitely agree. it's it was definitely I uh, it wasn't our full fledged squad, but also on that note, I was pretty happy with the result with the fact that Bayou's getting game time. he's getting some minutes into his legs, he's getting experience, and he's a dynamic exciting player. Yes, he has mm. his shortcomings, but he's learning. He's a young fellow like I mean, I, age, I was very I was,
0: impressed yeah. very, sorry to cut you off. very very impressed by him and um like not not a slide on the kid because he still is a young kid. he's still um learning his trade, but I looked at the lineup and saw him on the lineup and I thought Again, against no other A-League team would have been ecstatic to see him in there. But against City, I thought, okay, maybe against a team of this quality has come a little bit too soon for him. He was a sub. Prove pro- 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 me wrong. He was a sub. Oh, was, yeah. so, sorry. Yeah. The original lineup I saw. Yeah. Sorry. Started, sorry. I, I, so just, I think that changed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was me. My apologies. I just, yeah. I just, I like keeping, it, because it's been kind of a conversation we've had over the last couple of weeks, was Bayou's been a bit of an impact sub, and he started a couple of times due to squad rotation, and I just, I I thought he had a decent game, considering. Um, But yeah, now, Leo Lacroix opened up scoring early from a Garuscio set piece with an effortless corner, and the crowd went ballistic, scoring his third in two games. What can't this pair do? And I know you were having a good time, sir, because I saw you going off inactive. I, yeah. What, what were your thoughts? I saw, on
0: that? Well, well sir, I saw you going off inactive. So I, I, I think, think so. I, saw, I think everybody there was having a fantastic time. Look, disappointing to uh, not get the three points after being two goals up. But as I've said prior about the squad and everything, I'll take it. But to watch us uh, come out that dominant out of the box against Melbourne City, the reigning champions, yeah. uh, I think – of people out there would agree that they've got the best and deepest squad in the league as well. So, very impressed at how we took the game to them early and there was no fear. There was no fear from us and that's what we want to see and that's the mentality you need to have if you want to be competing at the top of the league and winning silverware. Completely agree. Now, we'll go
1: into the next goal for us, which we were winning and this was... Thirty minutes in, which is unprecedented for us to have two goals in thirty minutes this season. Yeah, of so it's was, it was pretty. I it was pretty gobsmacking on the day. I think I lost a beer during this one, to be honest. Um, I think, so in a I pretty, think a lot of us
0: did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 remember post game. I was just soaked in beer. It was, it was gross, um, and wasteful because they're like eleven dollars for a, a four pints specific ale, which is one standard. It's just, yeah. Don't get me started on the beers there.
0: We spent um, too a, much money.
1: Yeah, but shout out to the club for putting some cash on the bar for the pregame. Big shout out there. I drank a lot of the uh, Bolter Easy Hazies. They were delicious. A lot of people had some fun cocktails.
0: Everyone oh, they was were, jumping. They were passion fruits absolutely everywhere from all the porn star martinis. And they were fantastic. Yeah. So shout out Richmond. You've, you've done well again. Yeah, that was a and, great venue. And shout out to the club.
1: If you want to have a bit of a look at that, we did release a game day vlog um, with some some of the people. It was a great catch-up. It was my first game since I'd had my daughter um, kind of doing the pub crawl kind of deal. And yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of people turned out, which was amazing. But we'll get into this next goal. I just want to sidewind there. Sorry. Uh, in a brilliant play, Wales lobs the ball to DP, DP, who's tearing it up on the right side. He shakes Jameson and crosses the ball to a waiting Renee Crin. Who makes Sutton pay? Did you think Renee would be starting for us? That's my first question. No, uh, no, and I didn't. Scoring for us four rounds ago. If you had to said to me, he's going to score for us in one of our biggest games of the season and start. Would it,
0: surprised about starting, not surprised about scoring because you know the quality that he has and the reasons why we signed him. So I'm not surprised about the scoring. But I'm surprised that Kilkenny, was it Kilkenny that was out today uh, on the weekend? Yeah, Kilkenny was yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, it was Kilkenny. So it was him and Lustica. I would have just imagined that it would have been Kilkenny and Lustica starting. And if René Krim came on and scored, I wouldn't have been surprised by that. However, surprised by him scoring and starting. He he showed his quality and why we signed him. And let's hope we get a lot more of it out of him in this second half of the season and in the finals campaign because at this point doesn't, Touchwood, but it doesn't look like we will be missing out on finals.
1: I'm going to say something controversial here. Maybe him, Lustica, and Kilkenny as a midfield kind of combo, and maybe Diamante's kind of the sub in for a bit, bit of impact, a bit of craziness. I, I, It could work. We are currently not playing some of our best or named players, and we're doing well consistently. It's like, that's I, – I think that would be – I think that would be – a possible a possibility for us moving forward?
0: Look, 100%, especially because DMRT is coming in, well, it is the last year of his contract, so we don't know what's going to happen with him this year, whether he'll retire or stay on or go into a coaching role or go back overseas. But um, anyone who knows me and knows the tactics I like, I do like a 4-3-3, which is a strong midfield three. So that is definitely something we can explore in the future, I think, especially with with our back line as well. We might be able to play... Um, that little bit more gung-ho in midfield and chuck our, our more, less gritty, more talented players in there.
1: Mm. And that's something we could adapt to who we're playing for the playstyle. you know what I mean? Like, which would be interesting. Uh, now, let's get on to a bit of the, the the heartbreaking moments. Now, City managed to break through Western United's solid defence with Tilio feeding the ball to a lurking Metcalf with the ball yeah. being just out of Jamie Young's reach. Metcalf was unmarked with four defenders in front of him. Did you think there's a bit of ball watching here or just
0: caught off guard? Yeah, 100%. Uh, completely opposite to what I'm going to say about the next goal in a few moments. But uh, I think that was our poorest piece of defending for the season, honestly. Uh, I still think our defenders had a solid game, but I think that was just yeah, the one moment where everyone switched off. And it was, especially at the stage in the game, had a 2-0 lead was almost going into halftime, 2-0 up. It would it was I think it was a very crucial goal for City because I feel if they didn't score that one, the result would have panned out differently.
1: Mm, definitely. Now I think a big portion of that was the disparity in possession. They had sixty percent and they're like just the amount of pressure they were putting us. And they they're a team that can push. They they put a lot of pressure on your the midfield, and I, I really felt we we missed Kilkenny in that today. That experience and having Wales there. No offense to Wales, I think he did some great creative play, like getting the ball forward, and had had a good game. But I think with Kilkenny there, who is a bit more defensively minded, we would have not been as out open and had such pressure on us, or we would yeah, have and I would 100%. have been a bit more confident now. Uh, City got a 65th minute equalizer via goal machine McLaren. Mm. Can't hate it. He's, he's a beast. Like that's like, it is what it is. He's a goal machine. You feed him the ball, goals go in. It's a simple thing.
0: It's. I, I stood there and I just watched it. And cause you know, we were both behind the goals in the active. I just watched it go in and the, the, smallest space that he had to get past Jamie Young and still get it to clip the inside of that post and go in. Uh, I actually stood there and applauded and I just kind of looked around and just said, well, he's quality, quality finished, nothing we can do about it. Let's cheer our boys on. Let's keep Channing.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I love that mindset. And I think that's indicative of the service crew, to be honest.
0: Is I, 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 the- I gave him a little, a quick, quick little four claps and then back to Channing because it was a quality strike and at the end of the day, even though he plays for Melbourne City, he's probably our shining light up front for the Socceroos, so we do like seeing him do well. He is a Westie as well, so no hard feelings from the crew on J-Mac.
1: Finish your career at
0: Western. Yeah. Uh, we've told that to him before.
1: <sighs> yeah, we have. Um, now, the, the, we've already spoke a little bit about Bayou being su- subbed on, but he like, like the same in the last 20 minutes, uh Skatardas and Wenzel Halls also were subbed in for Crin and Payne. Bayou came in for Wales. What are your thoughts on these subs?
0: Uh, I think that Dylan should have come on a little bit uh, earlier. He gives us something different that Previch does. Not a knock on Previch at all. He's an amazing player, but they're two completely different strikers. And I feel like Dylan's pace at that point in the game would have really helped us. Um, and, and You did see him getting into some good positions and making some good runs. I feel like he needed a little bit more time. I think Uh, if there's one thing that the fans are a little bit frustrated about this season, it is about him not getting as much game time as uh, he probably wants and as the fans want because he's adored by all the fans and we know the quality that he does possess. Mm. Uh, I mean, the other substitutes. I... Soft, sorry, I'll just keep going. But the other substitutes are yeah. uh, Jerry's Scatardis. He's someone that you want at that point in the game. As I was talking about our more technical, technically gift, gifted players, sorry, and our more gritty players. He's the kind of player that you want to come on late and grind us out a result and get in there. And if he's playing for 20 minutes, it doesn't matter if he gets a yellow card in that time. He's coming on to do his job and. We all, we all love him for that as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Bayou, obviously, we spoke about him before. He's um, still a bit raw, still a bit young, but he's got huge, huge potential.
1: What I wanted to talk about, actually, was just going back there. Great, great, great thoughts there. A lot of agreement there. Very pro Tillam hall Halls. Got a photo with him after the game. He's a good Damn I, was dr- Damn, I was drunk. I was too ashamed to post that. <laughs> I was too... I was done. Uh, I'm sure nah, my wife she's like Post,
0: post it as there. I um, know, oh, we've already got one for the podcast photo today. So, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, next but, time. Yeah.
1: but what I want to talk about is, like, why are we using... Like, why are we doing two strikers up the front or alternatively playing Wenzel Halls as one of our forwards? Like, have him... and
0: He's someone who can come off a wide position, whether it be right or left. He can either cut in from the left or he can take, as we saw against City last time, the goal that he scored against them um, at Amy Park when we beat, uh, oh, maybe not last time, I think it was the first game. Um, mm. yeah, just bang. Like It was pretty much the same goal as Jamie McLaren's on the weekend. It was that little shimmy, that little, the defender steps off that little bit and you fire it, bang, right into the bottom corner. Nothing keeper can do about it. Uh, but the problem is, I think our tactics are working at the moment, and results are showing that, and the team harmony is showing that too. So, I, I also am a big fan of and a big preacher of if something's not broken, don't fix it. Don't try to fix it. I don't it.
1: know. I just feel like him and Privich could then rotate and in play, you know what I mean? And be a little bit more. That's my thoughts there. And Privitch is also. I agree done with you completely. Playmate.
0: Like yeah, I agree with you completely. I yeah. just feel that the way that uh, the tactics are going at the moment, if um, Aloisi tries to be too clever and let's say he does change to a 4-2 next game and let's say it goes wrong, uh, I don't think a lot of people will be too happy about that. And, yeah, the phrase, if it wasn't broken, don't fix it, will come into play. I think we've got to keep going how we are at the moment. I'd just like to oh, see uh, DWH come on probably a little bit earlier or even starting in one of those wider positions and – we have the players where we can cycle through. I forget which game it was. Um, it was, it may have been the game against Sydney se where we uh, just got unlucky to draw. But I remember at one point we did go to two at the front at the end and we had the two at the front of the two wingers, but, Mm. They weren't mobile. They were all cycling through and they were pressing. You see a lot of teams overseas press. One presses, the other one drops, fills their position, and then someone else becomes the focal point at the top, and then someone else presses, they can drop in and cover. I do like that. I feel like we should be playing more that way from the start of the game. However, tactics-wise, I think we should keep it how it is. And if the game isn't going in our favour and we need to change something up, I think that is something we need to do more and something we need to do earlier. I completely agree it's just yeah it's one of those
1: things like we don't want to go re- full Rudan and be like so into the minutiae of tactics that we you lose games because you're you're trying to like incite some kind like some insanity yeah. but you still yeah that's just think, something that i do um uh, but it's hey it's second it's, it's not, another
0: option if things aren't going right essentially yeah. and we we need to look at that different option maybe we need to make those changes a little bit earlier in games. The way we're starting games and the way we're setting up from the get-go, um, I can't fault it at the moment.
1: Hmm. Now, the final score was a draw with both fans and neutrals alike enjoying this game. Do you think this was a will be a preview for the grand final?
0: I do. I really do, unless uh, the only team as a Western fan and maybe as a City fan out there too, uh, Adelaide looks really, really hot. Um, apart from that, if Adelaide do fall off a little bit I don't see it being anything other than not maybe not the grand final because anything can happen in finals but I don't see it being anything other than uh, Western City in the top two wherever whichever one finishes first or second I can't see anything other than that
1: yeah looking, I'm just brought up the ladder um I think victory are a bit of a wild card they
0: they're four games behind city. However, um, they do Tuesday. play City on Saturday, and that's a big one. If they win that, they're right back in the mix, but that puts us a bit ahead of City uh, with three games yeah. in hand, essentially, depending on, or two games in hand and three points, depending on how Sydney, uh, yeah. how our game against Sydney goes. So if City beat them, which we're expecting to, it it does kind of knock victory off as well.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm expect. I think the top six really isn't going to change much with maybe, probably City dropping out with and either... Probably Wellington. Wellington. Yeah. yeah
0: judging by how many games I think Perth are done. The bottom five's not bad. Like, bottom five look like they're like they've all shown good points this season, but they've all shown how poor they can be. And I don't see anyone from eighth to 12th finishing in the finals at this point. It's gonna be a toss up between, let's say, Wellington and Sydney, I'd say, in the end. And look yeah. we are speaking a little bit early. There's still plenty of games, different amounts for different teams, but uh we're, we're a decent way into the season now and it's shaping up pretty nicely and we've seen the former players, we've seen what the teams can do, not just the statistics and the positions on the table. And It does just seem like those five those five teams in the bottom five positions don't have what it takes.
1: No. Um, on that note of halfway through the season, do you want to get into the Player of the Year review? Yeah, let's Comment do it. Thing, dearly. Now, this week we gave overall 13 points to Leo Lacroix, Five to Jamie Young. Seven to Ren- Renee crin Five to t- Tomoki Amai. Who do you think is currently winning?
0: Ah, uh, who was it the other week? It has to be Leo at this point now after the past two weeks, I'd say. It has to be. Well,
1: he's had... He's- the last two weeks, he's taken home almost top points each week with almost three points from everyone. This week, he was two points shy of that. Last week, he was one point in front of La Now he is like 20. He's on yep. 72 points. Um Sticker is on 58, coming second. Risden's third, 57, and he's missed two games. So he's kind yeah. of, I think, not being playing is dropping him well, down. It was,
0: it was Rizzo earlier. So. Yeah, yeah, I just thought over the past two games, Leo.
1: Yeah. Um it was it was Risden, then it was la Listica had a big a, a pretty long stretch there. Uh Jamie Young coming fourth on forty nine yeah. points. A lot of uh love there from everyone except uh Scott on the pod. Uh well Previch coming fifth on forty five. The race isn't sown. We've still got a number of rounds left, but yeah, it's uh quite interesting. Diamante is literally on five points.
0: Mm. And it, it, look, I'm not. It, it just kind of shows that. Look, you can't fault him. He's sorry, dear. You're an old man now. You're not. You're not in the prime of your playing days like the other players are. So it does get to a point where you aren't going to outshine everybody. And look, um, as long as he still works hard and is an integral part of the team and shows his leadership on and off the, on the field when he plays and behind the scenes, probably more importantly, and just cultures the younger boys and improves them, improves their mentality, improves their skill. That's part of the reason why we signed him in the first place. I think he overachieved in the first season, if anything. So um, I think that's more of the reason why we signed him. And we're seeing more of that reason now compared to when he first came to the league and fireworks.
1: 100%. I think one of his big selling, I'd love to see him in a coaching role, whether it be at us or starting his own business, I think Australian football needs him. In the yep. media, he's amazing. He moves the needle. I would like him to stay at the club, even if it's like an Archie Thompson in his last season, where he comes on for ten minutes. And um, 100%. yeah, that, I just 100%. I want him to be part of our club. That's but yeah, we yep. might move on from there for a second. And yep. did you want to talk about? Whoa, I Institute. did multiple things at once. Whoa,
0: then. okay.
1: Yeah, I did not intend to change the background as well. It's not what I pressed, but hey, let's let's go with it. If you're as passionate uh, about Western United as we are, you won't want I to miss... I thought I was going to do the promo. I thought I was going
0: to yeah, do the promo. No, yeah,
1: you do, you do it. You do the promo. Uh, let's okay. do it.
0: If you're as passionate about Western United as we are, you won't want to miss any of this season's A-League action. And the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search for A League Live or Sports Map in the app or Google Play Stores. Go United.
1: Woo! Links in the description as well. We use it for all of our um, shit talking, whether it be in our group chat or when we talk about stuff on the podcast. Highly recommend it. Good dudes, good product. I changed it. Actually, I like that background. I might leave that there for the rest of the pod. Yeah, Um, keep it there. Might as well. First game. uh, Yeah, that is the first game. The like, do you remember? You were there for the? Did you help? Yeah, yeah, we were there.
0: Uh, not but, um, help playing it, but I remember helping putting it up for the first game.
1: Yeah, that was like that was it like a, a, a warehouse in a, just off Lindy Street. It was a fun day. One
0: one thing I'll say: how much better does the banner look there after two and a half years of battering and use? And oh god, the banner. I think we might have to do another one soon because looking at that now, that looks so good. Looking at the same banner now. Yeah, we might have to do a new one.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that is it is pretty haggard now. See if I, it's,
0: it, it looks yeah. amazing. It looks amazing there.
1: It really does. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. It was that was made. I think there was like ten people. It's yeah. pre any of this shenanigans, but yeah, great times. So let's get on to the game preview. Now I don't want to hark too long about this because obviously we talk, spoke about this on Monday before the game had been rescheduled. But taking into account the, the current team and result, um, we, how do you think we will fare in Estrada Jubilee Stadium against the 6th uh, uh, place Sydney FC? Uh, look,
0: I think, I think it would have been an easier game last week, honestly. Yeah. I think now that they've, they've come off a win, uh, we've come off that draw. We were on the four-win spin before that. It felt like we had the momentum going. The momentum hasn't stopped, but I feel like they're – more about them. I think they're a little bit com- more confident this week after coming off uh, another win against a pretty good... Uh, it was Wellington Phoenix, wasn't it? I hope I'm not getting it wrong. Um, I think it was Wellington I believe Phoenix. so. They
1: also defeated... Uh, and uh, They won in the ACL
0: as uh, well. Perth, I, I think they beat... Oh, no. Was it Perth Glory? It was Perth Glory, I think. But anyway... Um,
1: yeah, they... Yep. They've won their last two games. Uh no, they lost to Wanderers, then they uh defeated Glory. They also won like five nil in the
0: ACL. Yeah, which was a big look. It's against a um was it a Thai or Balinese team? And I want to those say league, Thailand. Those leagues, look, we know the Chinas and the Koreas and the Saudi teams and all of those. Uh they're probably the leagues are probably less than us, but it's good to see them get the job done because a lot of the A League teams have Still played both sorts of games over the past few years and stumbled on them so uh mm. when it comes down to australian, when it comes down to australian teams in the acl i uh, want to see our teams doing well all the rivalries within the domestic league side, we want to see the game evolve and become greater Possibly. over here but yeah back to the sydney result um i think we'll still get a positive result i think it will still be a win but i think it will be a little bit closer than Um, I expected. I was going to go with a 2-0 if it was last week, but I think I'll go with a 1-0 this time around. Yeah, I think it's going to
1: be a 2-1. I think we're going to come out the gate bashing. Uh, I would really like Kilkenny back in the lineup. Hopefully his personal issues, uh, whatever that was, not judging. Hopefully he's back in. I think he's very crucial to the team, which I think we've said this many times. I wasn't expecting to say that this season. Um, Yeah, I think he's probably a big in for me. Diamante, either way, I think we can handle not having Diamante. Uh, I would I'd, like, like, to, him I'd there. like to
0: see him back coming off the bench per se.
1: Yeah, get
0: a couple of minutes in and then
1: come back because I think we'll probably have victory very soon. I
0: think, I think it's the we Wednesday do. straight after that. So yeah, like we've is, got a four-day four turnaround, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, oh, no, we could see a bit, sorry, we could see a bit more rotation this weekend as well. We could see the rotation continue and then potentially bring out you know strongest uh, team for... The victory game. Mm,
1: definitely. Uh, that's, yeah. Anything else you want to say for this game? Any four com- final comments?
0: Uh, if we win, uh, you can pretty much lock in top two, I'd say, if we win. not, not a, No issue
1: there. Um, we might get on to the tipping comp. Uh,
0: now, how are you going in that? Good or?
1: Ah uh, look, uh, I've
0: actually quick interjection with the tipping comp, but it's slightly related. The um Dream League, the fantasy comp, I've the fixtures are too much for me, so I'm actually gunning to try and get the wooden spoon this season. I've been making the worst team possible. I can't wait. I think you beat me this round. So really? Ta- yep, so yeah, so I'll I'll take that um however the tipping comp i've been doing all right i think i'm up in top six or so Round about that a... i'm just a bit scared I, i'm just a bit scared a tracks is coming back is that yeah don't know whether you oh you yep, sorry i think i cut out So one of us got out then, and I wasn't sure who. I believe it's me, but yeah.
1: I've I've currently got low signal. It's getting better. I don't know.
0: Nah, well we're nearly easy. at the end.
1: It is what it is. Um, but yeah, so back to sharing the screen. Third time's a charm. Now, methodical flamethrower Woodstone and I tied forty-four. Atrax is sneaking up in third, forty-three points. Sherlock thinks he's going to get it, which which is Nick. The like the. Unofficial member of the podcast. Mm-hmm. The worst attending member of yeah. the podcast. He does some of our socials on game day. Um, he's official.
0: He is official. Yeah.
1: yeah he's, he's, he's been on podcasts. Uh, you may have seen the photo I sent the group chat of um, him looking at the photo of him that time he attended the podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, did you get that the other week? It was from I the chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was um, great. I had a few that day. Now, Jeff FFA, uh, FFS... Um, He's on 38 points. I'm tied with him. You're one behind me on seventh. Uh, Harris Mania,
0: he's just creeping. He's jumped up. Yeah, he was low early yeah. on in the season, so he's doing well.
1: Uh Joker Baby coming up uh, 14th. Uh, Scott's had a, a shot. Oh. He's normally
0: really good. Mm. Like, but he is like, winning the Dream League. He's smashing the Dream League, so we're kind of the opposite on that one
1: yeah look at this little batch here it looks like a slayer song and then it looks like a jet like it's either a gent song or yeah. a slayer song and then yeah, it could be started, yeah.
0: off well. he started off well well. yeah
1: yeah hmm. um but yeah it's been a hard season to keep up to date with everything hmm. but make sure you get in we've got a sick prize it's gonna be fun um do you have anything for around the grounds Anything you'd like to talk uh, about world football or anything
0: uh, well, football. Has uh, Liverpool,
1: how's Liverpool going? How's Liverpool? I haven't heard about this today. What's
0: happened with Liverpool? Uh, uh, Liverpool's doing well. We've got another pretty easy two oh, Ah, First thing, we lost. We lost our first game in a while, uh, Last mid-last week against Milan. I'm sure if you saw that, but it was only a 1-0, so we still went two, went through 2-1 on aggregate. So if we're going to lose one game, I'll take that and then back it up with a nice easy 2-0 win against uh, Brighton Hove Albion on the weekend. But the thing I'm probably more excited for than Liverpool at the moment is uh, how close Everton are to going down.
1: Oh, nice.
0: That is one thing I, and I think a lot of other Liverpool fans want to see out there, is want to see our bitter, bitter, sweet, bitter rivals that speak about how long they've been in the league compared to us. Uh, Let's see them go down and spend a, spend a year in the championship. Because I do think it will yeah. only be one year if they do go down, but let's see them spend a year, shut them up for a little bit.
1: I just want to give a shout-out
0: to Arsenal, getting to
1: the old win this morning, the old two deals, yo. Hey,
0: well, as I said, I don't know if I mentioned it on this pod, but i mentioned it to other people, and I think on a pre-Premier pre- Premier League pod at the start of the season, I tipped Arsenal from the get-go. But I'm not I'm not surprised by this. I don't know why so many people are surprised by Arsenal – doing so well it's and it's not even, a lot of people look at it and they probably think it's more about the fact that the other teams are doing so poorly around them that they're doing well if you actually look at the table, if they win their two games in hand, they're only nine points behind Liverpool, us, let's say they beat us, let's say they beat us on Thursday morning and then they win their other game in hand, they're only nine points behind us and I think that's for Arsenal's standard like for their recent standards, that's an amazing season so, uh Unfortunately for the Arsenal fans, I don't think you're flying under the radar anymore, though, so you might have a little bit of heat on you.
1: Yeah. it's. It, I just wanted to bring it up. I know Kelsey would want to talk about that, so I just I felt... I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's to...
0: very happy. Scott won't want to talk about Chelsea, so we won't talk oh, about don't, Chelsea. Don't, don't, not Not uh, right now.
1: Yeah. But I'd like to give a shout-out to the Leafs, coming third in the Atlantic Division. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hunter Maple Leafs, um, and well, I've got actually a little bit of news I want to talk about. Um, Scott Hall, the wrestler, is on life support. Oh. Oh. Yeah. When did Kevin that Nash- happen?
0: When did that happen? Today. Today. I did say, I, I saw that something happened with Kevin Nash, but I didn't, yeah. He's God. like real emotional.
1: Like, my, my wrestling group group chat's been like a bit sad because, yeah, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, like, NWO, like. Yeah, it's a stat, like he's like, yeah. Kevin Nash posted they're going to take him off life support, which, yeah. That's
0: be crazy. Honest, he had a pretty good... Anyway, he well, well, that's, a long time. Sorry, one, that's crazy. But sorry, one more grim thing um, about that sort of thing. And I know it's a bit older, but I only did see the news because it's something I've been following for years. But um, the footballer who had a botched operation back in the 70s or mm. 80s or something, he was in a coma for 39 years. Um, he did die at the end of last year. They, he finally died, but he spent the, all of it. John pierre Adams, he spent most of his life in a coma. So a quick shout out to him, even though I'm about six months late on this one. Uh, it wasn't even a football injury, like a, a brain injury um, or anything he went in. And, and it was an anaesthetist, an, an, uh, the anaesthetist screwed it up completely. Can and I give you a date when, when that happened? He in a coma for 39 years. Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: It was 86. No, no, no. Cool. So he passed away on the 7th of September, 2021.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was about six months ago. Yeah.
1: I was, I hadn't heard about that. Thank that's yeah. for 39 years. I'm just having a look about it now.
0: Yeah. His wife stayed by him the whole time. He was, he was a decent oh. football Played for the French. Oh, I think he ended up playing for the French national team or one of the Africa or Senegal. Cause he was Senegalese and then married a French woman in France, spent a lot of his career there. Um, so sad. Like he had young kids as well, and like they had still had their dad at like two percent, one percent of his full, like full capacity, I guess. But it's like thirty nine years in a coma, and pff, that's a life he had. Unfortunately, he was big, fit, strong guy, and it was a botched operation.
1: So no, just looking up I'm just, now. I'm just glad. I'm, yeah, stuff. I'm just
0: yeah, I'm glad medical science has come a long way because you don't hear of that happening as often now. But yeah, really sad. I did just want to mention that because it's something I saw again the other day. Something I've checked up on wow. every couple of every few years, every few months, and that. And yeah, he did pass away.
1: Shit. But um, yeah, that's that's jacked. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about on today's pod? Uh nah, I think that about covers it. Me too, buddy. Now this about this this wraps up for the week. Don't forget to check us out on all social media for up to date West United content. Share, like, subscribe, and review. Um, don't forget to get in contact with you. Like what we're doing, or if you don't, I don't care. But I like feedback because it's a bit fun. Um, we haven't had any reviews in a while. Say something funny. I like jokes. Um, once give again, give us one star. Have... Give
0: us one star. We don't care. We'll laugh at it. Yeah, we're
1: from the West. Worst things have happened to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got that game day vlog coming. Let us know if you like that. Just trying the waters. There, was, there hasn't been many of them happening in a couple of years, so we thought we'd give it a go. Slash, I got a new ca- I got a new phone the other day. I want to test out the camera. Um, but yeah, and if it, me, sorry,
0: Wallace, and if anybody yeah. has any suggestions how to improve it, we're we're happy to hear them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, all west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? And we support Ukraine.